Kids Club. Welcome, everybody. Welcome. Welcome. He's just for all things EMS and, uh, you know, aliens. Life. Area 51, Area 49, 52, 51, 50s, and everything else between. Um, the, the, the scope is far ranging. We'll try to dial in on a couple things uh, every episode, but. Long uh, story short, nothing is off the table. Nothing at all. So, anyway, so uh, we're getting ready for a trip. Yeah. I think oh. we should introduce ourselves first. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, Ricky, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, my name is Ricky. Um, I'm going to omit my last name because the things that are going to occur here are not going to be things I want associated with my normal self. Um, but pretty much I'm an EMT going on close to three and a half years, um, pretty close here to finishing paramedic school. And uh, other than that, I'm kind of a useless individual. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Did my other time, and I'm sure throughout talking, we'll f- figure out just exactly it is that I'm good at or I've had experience with. But uh, for the most part, what about you, Lane? Let's go to Jeremy first. <laughs> uh, I'm Jeremy. I work with Ricky. Ricky's my partner. Uh, I am Indeed. a paramedic. At a non-disclosed location. At a non-disclosed location. <laughs> I am older than Ricky. I'm older than Lenny. And I think uh, we bring slightly different uh, viewpoints to the table. I think that's what's going to be fun with this. Jeremy's a liberal. I am. I, I have been accused of being liberal. I just think I'm liberally uh, uh, independent. I, I get like that. Lenny just left. This is Jose. Uh, <laughs> Jose. <laughs> so and here's Lennon, our resident illegal. Yeah, resident illegal, about to go see some illegal aliens Yee. in about a month or so. Stay in tune. Heads <laughs> Heading to TJ. So Jeremy starts off with our first topic for the day. Okay. Well, I figured we'd start to talk about, uh, going to go into a lot of things, I think, uh, over the different podcast uh, episodes. Excited. Welcome, y'all. Uh, anything we talk about here, feel free to uh, check out our blog, coolkidsclub.blog. Uh, any notes, any check links we have to anything, you can always check that out every episode, uh, every week that we uh, release these. So feel free to check us out on there. You can always see the uh, link to the latest show. It's going to be coming out on Mixcloud, but you can link through coolkidsclub.blog and see where we're at with everything. Yeah. Also, I have a group page on Facebook, Cool Kids Club. We'll also have the link for that. Yep. Do accept all memes, all memes. <laughs> yep, all memes. Not not uh, 4chan memes, though. Yeah, not yeah. 4chan. Everything but 4chan memes. I don't want to see any uh, frogs. Oh. <laughs> uh, no frogs, please. I am slightly offended by your repulsiveness <laughs> to Pepe. <laughs> Sorry, Pepe. Sorry, Pepe. Right, anyway. So getting started with our trip going out for uh, most of you guys uh, starting getting to know us. We're some local EMTs and a paramedic for the time being. We're getting right. ready to get on a, a trip here to the Area 51 raid in Rochelle, Nevada, that we're going to be taking off here on September 19th. Yep. So, so stay in tune on our preparations, what our our goals are going to be, and is me or Ricardo going to be the one actually raiding Area 51? Yeah. Who's going to be recording? I think I've established myself as more of a tank. Um, <laughs> Well, Lenny may have a little bit more chances as a Naruto runner. 
Um, you know, just given working off of our own given strengths and weaknesses. Ricky's going to be Operation Human Shield. <laughs> that is, I was thinking Operation Meatbag. <laughs> you know, I, I feel like that works slightly better. If you wear the vest, they will see you as a uh, like like a legitimate target. So you might much actually get active gunfire. What we're saying here is, when you're watching the news and you're watching the thousands of weebs be mowed down by 25 millimeter Bushmaster machine guns. Um, look for the fat weeb with the uh, ballistic vest on and the uh, star of life with the Punisher. And that's me. More like the little autistic kid that's going to be running towards the base that gets mowed down by a sniper at a mile and a half out. It's not wrong. <laughs> it's not wrong. I, I, I still have to reassert that uh, you guys are all way off that they are going to use the pain ray device. <laughs> Vehicle mounted on home V's, <laughs> and you're gonna feel like your skin's on fire and your eyes are burning, and you will just weep and cry like little girls is on the, the ground. Is the skin limited to the skin you can see? Because at this point, there's skin that's been burning for a long time. Unfortunately, it it, it might uh, the zipper any zippers or buttons will heat up because it is microwave based, so you might get burns on your junk. So you're literally telling me that they're gonna put me in the microwave. They are putting you in an outdoor microwave until you get zip tied. I am. I'm going to live out my fruition of my dreams as being a cooked potato. That, that's just my, uh, that's my guess. That, that's, yeah. that's my. Uh... So either way, though, there's a lot of different ways that this could go. And uh, I think all of them are equally exciting. Uh, whether we get paneled <laughs> by large U.S. Army soldiers, um, whether we get pain raid, or, uh, you know, who knows? Maybe the, the, the weekend goes off without a hitch and we all have fun. I think it's going to be fun regardless because I'm the guy with the recorder in the back. I will document whatever you retards do. Hashtag go collect some alien cheeks. <laughs> I'm leaving this as a message to the alien. I'm going to break out Area 51. I'm coming, buddy. <laughs> so, so stay tuned for that. Stay tuned for that. Oh, Jeremy, you want to continue? But, so, you know. At this point, I believe we're in the preparation phase. Yeah, we're and still getting ready for that. We got, we got some weeks ahead uh, to put together the gear, yep. the uh, playlist. Yep. Uh, the refreshment list. Well, you can't storm Area 51 without good refreshments and you a good cannot playlist. And, and playlist. It's uh, Ricky actually has not seen Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. I watched oh. it yesterday. Oh, okay. So what did you think? That's uh, well, Terry Gilliam directed. Very trippy movie. I've got Dr. Gonzo here with me. He advises me as my attorney. Dude, that movie was awesome. We decided was, uh, Lennon, if he hasn't seen it yet, that Lennon is Dr. Gonzo for, yeah, our, uh, for our journey. Oh, oh okay. I haven't seen it. Lennon will, uh, by the next podcast, Lennon's going to be uh, yeah. all caught up on I'm going to name my first, my first child Hunter S. Thompson. Nice. So at this point, there's a crusty sock on my floor named Hunter S. Thompson. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, yeah, dude, I, at, when I watched the movie, I was kind of half asleep and half awake. So I kind of feel like I was on the trip with Johnny Depp because I was just disorientated the entire time. I like it. You're still going to pass a piss test next week. And of course. you got all the benefits. Of course, yeah. But, um, yeah, no, definitely. It was a really good movie. Um, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. How do you know when we're getting piss tested, Jeremy? Yeah. What? <laughs> Who do you think's administering the piss test at the company? He's all, whip it out. Whip it out right now. I want to say it. Hands above the line. Was it you that told me the uh, story? <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. When we were going to get piss tested uh, before we went into clinicals. And oh, yeah, dude. Dude, I step in there. They've got two mirrors that face you, which is apparently, you know, a ploy to help out the fat kid, you know, to see it. Um, either way, though, I'm down there and I'm going pee. And the first time goes through, I kind of get a shy bladder and I'm just like, yo, dog, like, it's not working. And... Uh, Homeboy's like, you know what, man? Go ahead and step outside. 
<coughs> drink up some water and come back in a second. Be able to pee again. Well, uh, I drink all this water. I come back. Sorry, Jeremy just pretty much fingered Lenny's <laughs> Modelo. <laughs> but uh, so I step back in there and I'm like, you know what, dude? I don't even care. Like, so I whip out the peanut. I start going. And uh, about three quarters of the way full with the cup, I lose my fingering on or my footing, my grip on the uh, container and full on drop the urine sample container inside the urinal. He looks at me with the greatest disgust and disappointment he's in, I've ever seen. And uh, it was it was horrible. Well, didn't it felt weird, dude? That I was, it was bad, dude. dude. When when I whipped my dick out, I kind of like turned away from him, like yeah. and stared at him, like you really gotta watch. He's like, yeah, yeah. I really gotta watch. He's so like, was, my job it, is to stare at dicks. Yeah, so it was kind of weird for him just Twitter. to stand in the corner, not knowing his intention, just staring at my dick <laughs> as I peed. They were kind of they were kind of <laughs> sketchy individuals as well. Yeah. So I think that definitely had a play in it. But then I asked him. At this point, I've dropped my urine cup inside the piss. I had to reach in there and grab it out. I'm a shameful individual. And I say, hey, man, do you ever do you ever see some questionable things in this line of work? And at that point, all the glass and all the ice shattered. And he said, man, have I got a story for you. <laughs> and I was like, all right, then. So what's up? And he goes, so this chick walks in, right? And I already knew. Like, it was it was questionable from the get. And he goes, man, she was, she was the hottest. You know, she was the most attractive woman you've ever seen. You know, big old honka bazooka bajinga jangas going down and uh he goes she gets in the room and she comes with me and i'm like boy you're supposed to be with the female and she hands me a male id <laughs> and at that point oh bakersfield all the pieces of the puzzle were on the table just waiting for him to come together he said she walks into the bathroom and just whips out this fuck meaty bastard <laughs> and just proceeds to urinate into the cup and uh, he told me it was it was very hard for him one not to be attracted to her and two that it was very difficult to watch her pee because, you know, she had some schmang, some schmeat. <laughs> but, yeah, no, that was that was my experience with <laughs> legitimate industrial piss testing. What do you think it takes to uh, get into that line of work? Is it something you, like, question your life every day going to work? Well, like, how did I wind up here? <laughs> well, my thing is they don't fucking tell them when they get hired. <laughs> right? But then when you get designated go stare at Dick's guy... I think you start questioning your line of work a little Could bit. Could you imagine? You like, apply and it's like, uh, highly qualified lab technician. <laughs> <laughs> Must like dicks. One right. biology degree later. Yeah. He gets put on the rotation like, oh, you got you got the bathrooms today. Everybody else is like, I wanted labels. Right. It's my fifth day on bathrooms. <laughs> and the dude's right there like, I fucking toilet paper. Right. Dude, and then the worst part was I was asking one of the girls. I'm like, hey, what is it like for you guys? Because at least I get to put my back to them. Yeah, sure, they're staring the one-eyed snake in the mirror, but. What's going on for you? And she goes, I have a really shy bladder. So I just have to squat down and just cup it. You know what I mean? And I was just like, ooh, that's that's terrifying. Dude, well. Uh, it's, it's female for female, though, And it's right? a disgusting It's not a dude. Well. A dude doesn't watch Yeah, it's, it's, it's a female. You would hope. Yeah. You would hope. Yeah, it just has, like, these two mirrors to where, like, even yeah. though you're turned away from him, he can totally see it. Yeah. So. It's like Jumanscape before you went. I know. I feel like well, now that you, you might have to go again someday, will you manscape before you, you go next time? Just knowing, dude, I just feel just like for no. a, like a, an appreciative like I, this is for you. I think I give it a little rub to get it out of attention for a little bit, <laughs> just as I pull it out, be like, Bro, yeah, all, I, also, yeah. all I can imagine is you mistiming when they're gonna come into the room and they walk in and you just <laughs> 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 just trying your very best. Just telling them stay at attention. I want to be a shower, not a grower. <laughs> <laughs> really want yeah but 
do you know when, when wherever I had my old job, they would, this guy would go into the stall with you and would tell you, all right, go ahead, you pee, tell you again, stop, go ahead and start again, stop, and then on your third was, okay, now fill up the cup. And I was like, what? It stings now. I can't really like I fill up the cup. It, but thank you for my UTI. Yeah. That's so, interesting. That was definitely a hardcore one for the job. Yeah. Can't really say the job. Well, like for the school. The, like the, your school treats you guys like criminals. Mine was like, uh, go in this room. Go in this room. Don't. Then the, the, you know, the, the flush is broken, so you can't flush it yourself. <laughs> they have to open up the whole thing. It's all taped down. So you can't actually flush. But, That's uh, pretty smart. Well, yeah. But but you could you could have your uh, weird prosthetic schlong with the uh, bag of urine taped to your leg. Meanwhile, the the local testing authority is just right there. Like, did you pee in the cup? Yeah. Thank thank you. Yeah. You go to yeah. you go to workers' you comp. Test, you tested positive for pregnancy. Yeah. <laughs> Something strange there. I think the disclaimer at the beginning of the of the podcast should have been like they will be talking about a lot of dicks. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> dude. So, I got a dick story for you. <laughs> I was in a my rotations at a certain hospital and the nurse tells me hey room whatever needs a urine so i go in there and i tell this he's a skinny black guy has a foley cath in place right and i tell him like hey bud like they need some urine from you (laughs) so i hand him the cup so i turn around you know i close the thing and i think he's gonna get up and go to the thing uh go to the bathroom so I come back, dude, turn around. This motherfucker, dude, is like a little baby arm between his legs. Just <laughs> slams on his fucking lap, dude, and proceeds to pee in it. He's all, <clears throat> dude, when I seen it, it was like one of the biggest dicks I've ever seen. <laughs> Borderline gay. <laughs> Stories from the ER. Yeah. I got another one for you, too, in the ER. <laughs> they had a, they had a, had a patient in there, dude. Uh, obviously psych, who's telling him, let me leave, let me leave, let me leave. They ignore him. So an hour goes by. <clears throat> I'm sitting on the other side of the I, of the ER. And this guy, dude, goes into the middle of the hallway, squats down, and just full on goes for it. <laughs> Takes a shit in the middle of the hallway. What? Dude, that is my favorite type of rebellion. <laughs> it's it's, it's <laughs> so belligerent. And I love it, too, because so many of like the, the environmental specialists... Which are the cleaners They did of the not hospital. sign up for that. Like, they, sure, they didn't have to sign up for it, but they have the, the worst attitude sometimes. And Whoa, I'm not why, lie. why would that be? Like, literally, someone took a shit in the middle of the floor well, out no, of no. anger, and now you have My, to scoop it up. The worst one is when they're like, I gotta make a bed. I gotta make a bed. And it's like, yeah, there's patients coming. You're gonna have to make a oh, bed. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. And then you look back, and there's a patient shitting on the floor, and you're like, That's, that is why you were here. Thank you for your service. <laughs> You know, right. unsung heroes. That is yeah. their that is their cardiac arrest. That is their trauma code. <laughs> it's the shit on the <laughs> they're floor. They're right there, like I got a code brown. Environmental <laughs> services workers are America's backbone. They Thank really you are. For they your don't service. get in. They, I guess they don't get in trouble for saying code brown over the radio. <laughs> right. Apparently, uh, we do. Yeah. Look, we cannot lo- say code brown. You cannot. Uh, you cannot use any uh, say euphemism very- at all to let uh, dispatch know that you're a human being and you require a bathroom break occasionally. Yeah. Any. Any hint of that at all, unacceptable on the radio. God forbid you take longer than four minutes to move on a post-move. Yeah, well, you know, it doesn't matter if you're in the bathroom. Yeah. We'll... we'll yeah. Yeah, a uh, little, little saltiness uh, creeping out from the podcast. Uh, yeah, you'll get... Uh, 
little little hints. If you're not uh, affiliated with the life, uh, there's some, there's some eye-opening hints to uh, yeah. all the fun that we get to experience. Which which for all of our listeners who are not constantly on a uh, meat wagon uh, ambulance, we have to move to go sit in an area just because there's no ambulance in that area. At the simplest, that's what that is. What it is, but it's garbage. Uh, we we also work in a county, an unnamed county, unnamed county. that has uh, come to the uh, uh, genius decision to uh, basically make our units do backflips and move ceaselessly instead of posting extra units because it's not profitable f- to the for-profit companies. So exactly. you know we're dangerously overstaffed. Dangerous. Dangerously overstaffed. <laughs> yeah. And then for our listeners, too, who are not in EMS, we would also be reviewing movies. Yes. We're uh, not going to be just full yeah. of shitty dick stories and yeah. talking about ambulances. Yeah, this is yeah. not going to be one of those times to where <clears throat> humans as well. Yes, we'll talk about our experiences on the ambulance every once in a while, but... Just just the first episode, people. Yeah. We're, yeah. Just, we're getting some shit off our chests. We're, uh, we're just getting some shit on our chests. Yeah. Hashtag the cool oh, kid club. EVS. Yeah. yeah, EVS. Give me an environmental spinach. Call for EVS. Give me an environmental. He has dropped a Cleveland steamer. <laughs> but by the way, I will uh, link to uh, Urban Dictionary for any uh, <laughs> any any colloquialisms you are not familiar with. Did you see that you can actually buy a stuffed? Stephen Cleaver. <laughs> what what, His what name is, is Stephen Cleaver. <laughs> what is Steve, Stephen Cleaver? I can think of a couple of Stevens that might remind me of a Cleveland steamer. Um, What's a Cleveland steamer? <laughs> steamer. Steamer. We will be uh, posting links <laughs> so, to this okay. on the Urban Dictionary. Look it up real quick. It will are not we, be. Are we? Are we yes. Can we talk we'll, about we'll our I got it right here. Click, click on UrbanDictionary.com. Cleveland steamer. We're not going to go into the specifics uh, got, of I, everything that's mentioned here. Some things you got to look up yourself. That is the interactive part of the format here, folks. Yep. This is not the podcast for you. So to maybe we should have our own little like Urban Dictionary word of the day. <laughs> the one <laughs> right for right there, right there, podcast right number one is Cleveland so Lennon is current, Steamer. Glennon is currently reading what exactly a Cleveland Steamer is. He seems to have a note of intent on his eyes and focus and clarity beyond all recognition. See, see if knowledge <laughs> lights him up. He seems to recoil. Oh, God. <laughs> there we are. There we are, folks. And you, you can come to such awesome knowledge if you check yep. out the links. What the fuck is going on in Cleveland? To <laughs> Look, if you, if you scroll all the way down. I think it's cold in the wintertime and it's about heat. I think, that, I think it's a way to warm up. It must be inside my... I have a picture. It's a stuffed, I, I don't want to see it. It's a stuffed one. Oh, okay, stuff. I'm and like, we will a, not be linking to. It's got the to, train hat on and everything. Well, it's amazing. We will not be linking to a picture of a Cleveland steamer. A Cleveland steamer. For those of you who don't no, know, no, no, you can't know, tell what, what it is. Cleveland they will, steamer. They will have to look it up on their own. But we might link to a uh, a plush version. Okay, so as we were, I believe we've gotten somewhat railroaded from the fact that we are going to Area 51, and uh, oh. well, we're going to Rochelle, Nevada. Yeah. For legal reasons. So it's called the the little alien. The little alien. Are we? uh, Is is that uh, the music fest going on at the same time? Well, that's alien. Alien stock. stock, Is that on the same day? Well, here's the thing. The original post, uh, I believe it said that it started on September 20th, but from the hours of three in the morning to six in the morning. Oh. So. So they're doing the run early before first light because you know the government doesn't have night vision goggles. You got to do it before it gets hot. Yeah. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. I'm like, you know, J-Dam. they won't see you in the dark. Hashtag <laughs> I played Battlefield. Yeah. So, 
you know, I've looked into some data, and some of them have been saying, like, the little alien for Rochelle, Nevada, is the closest that you can get to Area 51. Right. So what I'm thinking of doing, um, by the way, there's an extra seat inside of the Cool Kid Club bus. Is that, like, contact? The Wraith. The Wraith. The Wraith. Contact Jeremy Lennon or Ricky yep. for if further information. You want but to possibly take part in the fourth, in the, the fourth seat, the, the rare fourth, highly sought after seat. Yep. So, what I'm thinking of doing is um, leaving here on Thursday, um, you know, sometime in the afternoon or whatnot. Possibly getting there because uh, I think I think Google uh, the maps say it, seven. Seven and a half hours to get there. So we stay like uh, Vegas first night. I believe we stay in Vegas every night. We stay in right. Vegas every night. This is why. Babe. Why stay at some little like crappy motel in the middle of nowhere? Sorry, sorry, motels. Yeah. Because if, I watched Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, and I know what goes on in those rooms. If yes. my if my wife is listening, babe, I'm going straight there, and I'm coming straight back home. <laughs> that's that's all that's happening. Yeah. I am way too We're awkward not to stopping. go to a strip club. I am not about that life. No ranches. <clears throat> no ranches. No ranches. I am not about that life. Dad, if you're listening to this, it's despicable. Yeah, we're, we're living the broke life. There's there's no right. there's no money for the ranches or the I clubs got, anyway. I got, I got no money. So, uh, dude, I'm I, thinking about taking off Thursday, like around, I don't know, 4 in the afternoon, 5 in the afternoon, getting there sometime around the hours of like 2, 3 in the morning. That way... What? In case these guys actually try to run into the desert to Area 51 around that time, we are there to see. Oh, it. I thought it was on Saturday. <clears throat> Is no, it no, Friday morning? It's Friday morning between oh, the shit. hours of 3 in the morning to 6. So it says September 20th, but... Gotcha. I, dude, there's a lot of them that have been saying, because it's kind of like nobody's really saying what's going to officially be happening. A lot of the spots, though, have says that we have camping available, that we have this available, and some of the other spots are actually saying that they have... Uh, music stages and supposed uh like guest stars or something i don't interesting. know interesting uh they were saying like so and so is going to show up uh you know i don't know but all i know is that we're going there's going to be uh at least three twenty-four packs of malillo in the back of the infinity uh a few tents we need to come out with the crapper because we're literally going to be in the desert I so. th- oh okay <clears throat> i thought we were going to stay in vegas so we're just first night or we're just well, kind of we're kind of roughing it out there. Well, this is another thing that I want to talk to you guys about. What do I? What do you guys actually want to do? Because we can, dude. We can go to Vegas. And I, stay I'm Vegas. game. I'm game for whatever. And the nice thing about Vegas is there's plenty of places to stay. We can snatch if we decide we get out there and it's like, oh, this is worse than Fire Festival. Right. Uh, we <laughs> need to backtrack with the gas we have less left in the car and uh, hit up uh, Hooters Hotel. Actually, Hooters stayed there at the last DJ conference. The Hooters Hotel and Casino. Mm-hmm. Very affordable, twenty-four hours a day hot wings in the cafe. Really? So, yes. Don't don't gamble there, but uh, <laughs> you can get you can get uh, the hot wings at at four in the morning. How fresh are the hot wings at four in the morning? Jeremy? They're making them twenty-four <laughs> hours a day at the Hooters Casino. You're telling me, someone carried a child for nine months for it to make hot wings at three in the morning, so that my drunken fat ass can walk downstairs and eat hot wings. <laughs> The universe knows no bounds of humiliation at someone's dreams. Well, <laughs> look it up real quick, Jeremy. The actual uh, little alien, it's called. Rochelle. A L E. Yep. Like a thingy and then I N N. Yeah. Because I believe it said it's about 150 miles north of Las Vegas. Indeed. So that's that's a good three hours, two and a half hours. Okay. North of Vegas? Yeah, somewhat like that. So 
if we do happen to pass through Vegas and decide to stay there for the night and go chill over there, it's kind of like. I guess we're going to kind of play it by ear, see what's going on with the news and with with uh, we're going to be paying attention to social media with with other people that are doing this. So yeah. I, I guess if it's really happening, and might as well just go out. That's there for why the night. it's so important for people to get on of our Facebook group. Yeah, because they're going to be able to live stream from it. We're going to be able to give live updates as to what's actually going down. G- uh, given your location, we may be willing to uh, caravan on out. Yes. Um, or maybe we're already uh, there. I'm trying Look to get out. us registered as uh, independent journalists, uh, members of the press with our blog. <laughs> so I am not uh, going to conspire to break any laws, exactly. break into any federal just, places. We are literally covering this as journalists. Yep. Uh, that is that is what we are just planning on. It happens to on. be gonzo journalism. It is gonzo journalism. We are involving ourselves in the process. Yep. So uh, if anybody no are, dinosaur tales. No right. dinosaur tales. So if any of our listeners are planning to go to the raid, feel free to contact us. We will definitely caravan out there. Yep. Uh, bring your ski mask. And we'd love to talk to you uh, as we're out there. Yes. And so, when we're on the way, we're gonna we're going to document the entire thing. And to the cat girls, I'm coming. Right. Um, <laughs> I think it would be cool. Um, to have a streaming to where we're actually taking off, like a little loading of the car, loading yeah, of the fucking tank, oh, getting yeah. out there. Loading the wraith. Yeah. And if anybody has any suggestions on what they would like to see, any stops that we would, uh, they would like us to make, um, please leave out my mom out of this. <laughs> I know a lot of you are thinking, stop at your mom's house. Oh, Dirty Mike and the Boys. Yeah, mm-hmm. Dirty Mike and the Boys is probably thinking, oh, stop at your mom's house. Um, apart from my mom's house or any of uh, our mom's house, uh, is there anywhere you guys would want us to stop? Somewhere you guys uh, have been looking on Facebook or even yeah. just in your guys' social circles on possible parties or festivals or something? So we want you to be able to live vicariously. Whether you're on Bedley, whether you're working <laughs> a code, whether you're posting. Like, oh shit, aliens. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you want to say, man, I really wanted to make it to that Area 51 raid, but. I got a. I don't have seniority, and I got weekends. Exactly. I've I've got a shift. Let the cool kids club know. We're, we're gonna like, hook you up. We're gonna we're, hook you up with the next best thing. We're literally make a wish for EMS folks. <laughs> I'm sorry, you're <laughs> you're getting murdered in the process. I think that's going to be a thing. Actually, is the EMS Make a Wish Foundation? Yeah. We will we will be granting wishes to yeah. people on shift as we go forward. That is a great point because if you want if you want a burrito. And you have not been able to get that burrito because they're just toning you out every 25 minutes and to go post some And you literally think it's, it, you're at your end. We're gonna it's hold it's, a, it's we'll, over. We're going to hold a competition. We may be dropping by. And whoever wins this competition hey. will be able to get the a prize, which would be a, a granted make-a-wish. You know what? Tonight, we are going to make a wish, unsolicited or not. Yep. By the end of this podcast, we're going to drop by... A, a certain local emergency room that's the closest one to our uh, uh, recording location. location. I'll put on the, the portable mics, and we're going to surprise someone with some Taco Bell. All right. I'm thinking bean burritos and uh, the cinnamon twists. <sighs> we got a lot of things we're into. Uh, we're into all kinds of nerdy stuff uh, that we'll be touching on in uh, weeks and months and years ahead uh, to prep myself for the upcoming journey. Uh, I'm going kind of legit with it, uh, reading a nice book by Neil deGrasse Tyson. Nice. Astrophysics for people in a hurry. Got the uh, physical copy today. Dude, I've actually heard about that one. It's 112 pages, which is short enough for literally anyone to read in like a day. 
and you think about it, dude, how smart does a guy have to be to fucking narrow down astrophysics? To dumb it down. <laughs> 212 pages. For like, and for like everybody, it's like full of, uh, it, it, he tries to make it relative to the common man with no knowledge of uh, astrophysics, astronomy, uh, higher mathematics, anything, but, but tries to, to bring these uh, cosmological uh, principles and principles of physics to, uh, you know, the, the common man. Uh, big big ups, big props to Neil, Neil deGrasse Tyson, uh, NGT. Right. Neil deGrasse, if you ever listen to this, I want you to know you're pretty cool. Second. <laughs> Third. Just Just, you know. We will be talking a lot. We, uh, we, we have some space fanatics here. Yeah. Uh, we, we have oh. a lot of oh. stuff that, that, that nerds out toward everything that, that uh, is rocket-based. Yep. Oh, possible I, moon landing. Mm. Uh, next next Mars mission. Yep. I mean, the first Mars mission, manned Mars mission, uh, is something we, we talk about. Well, did you guys even read that thing that uh, <coughs> Elon Musk came out saying that there's an asteroid? Headed towards Earth and like NASA's oh, ignoring there was it. Something in the news like yeah. about that and everyone's tripping. Something out. on CNN and it said like, "Don't listen to Elon Musk. There's <laughs> no thing." And I'm like, "The aliens know. <laughs> the aliens know. That's why they're trying to gather people the, on September 20th. People are trying to uh, make sure we don't know about yeah. uh, Elon's uh, warning for humanity, huh? So everybody yeah. that shows up to the to the raid is going to be saved by aliens. Yeah. Well, that would be interesting. <laughs> the uh, last transmission from the Cool Kids Club will be yeah. Right. What are the odds? What are the odds? But uh, yeah, that's yeah, but right. Uh, he got he got uh, definitely blasted. Yeah, pull pull that up real quick, Jeremy. I'm, I'm looking that one up. Right so we have now. our informational engineer, uh, Jeremy, looking up, so we can give you guys facts. Let's see. Oh, this is not very good uh, news source, but the Sun, <laughs> the Sun newspaper. <laughs> Literally, the Sun came down. And Literally, me. the Sun. Elon Musk sparks asteroid apocalypse panic after warning Earth has no defense from deadly space rocks. Well, think of it this way, dude. Elon Musk knows about space. He sends fucking rockets up there. Very So if he's saying... <laughs> the boy does know a thing or two about space. If he's saying there's a fucking huge rock heading towards Earth, I think I believe him. Right. Do I want to believe him? No. Is this one of those Galileo moments where he's saying, we spin around the sun, and everybody else is like, nah, gee, the sun spins around us. Right. This is a, a this is a heliocentric s- solar system, you know, as opposed to a terracentric solar system, um, to where everybody's going to tell. Them. And then before you know it, yeah. death comes streaming from the sky. So I think they're talking about it's called an asteroid called two two zero zero six QV eight nine for all the nerds out there. Sounds cute. Uh, that it actually there's a small chance it could crash into the Earth. It's car sized, and uh, an asteroid the size of a car if it didn't break up could actually flatten a city. Um, there was that asteroid in Russia, what, almost eight years now? Something like that. Uh, yeah. And it broke up completely in the atmosphere, and just the sonic boom from that... I'm uh, looking at you, Riverside. ...broke windows everywhere and flattened trees and... Uh, Fuck. Well, there, okay, there, so there, there is some historical precedence yeah. just from the sonic boom. None of the actual... Uh, some small fragments hit the ground, but from what I understand, no giant chunks actually impacted and caused a... a a crater and you know a nuclear bomb type scenario. So if you if I'm, this is obviously to the best of my knowledge, but um, the reason that the original crater that took out the homies that were the dinosaurs um, was so bad because it impacted the Indian Ocean or the Mexican Gulf, I can't remember. It was uh, the Mexican but Gulf. Yucatan Peninsula. Yeah. It vaporized the water, you know, like that, and that is what caused that massive release of energy, and um, you know. Pretty much created Donald Trump. 
But uh, <laughs> if it were to impact on Earth, you know, not water, I'm sure that would limit the amount of power that's released. Oh, actually, and let me re, uh, reclassify my statement there. Uh, that's not the uh, asteroid uh, Elon Musk was talking about. Uh, he's talking about one named uh, Apophysis. Uh, it's going to come near the Earth in 2029. It might come close enough that uh, people can see it with the naked eye. And it says something on there about even fucking with Earth's gravity or being affected affected by it, right? Possibly. Yeah, Possibly, like based on current models. However, that's that's a long time. Like We've got, like what, 10 years well, for any kind of nudge from anything else gravitational that could put it directly in our, our orbit or make it careen far, far away. So, Bruce Willis... And your drilling team, let's get you together, send you on a spaceship. Ben Affleck, Ben Affleck, are you still available? <laughs> Armageddon too, bitch. Mount up. <laughs> let's fucking do it. Get them ready, boys. Uh, so, yeah. So, uh, good stuff. Uh, our boy Elon is uh, stoking some fears. But uh, uh, don't worry, cancer cancer is actually going to kill you, people. Uh, if you haven't heard yet, uh, maybe heart disease. Right. Maybe a car accident. But most likely, cancer. Cancer's got your name on it. And most likely in our line of work, a DVT is already developing in your left thigh. That does happen. <laughs> a, a pulmonary embolism as well. There, there, there's a lot of ways to go, but uh, all the exotic ways, people, uh, you're not getting shot at a uh, public festival somewhere in the street. Uh, you're not getting struck by lightning. Uh, a meteor is not going to kill you. It's cancer. But then again, do you think how mad I would be if... The asteroid is going to kill us. It's called what? What was the name? Apophysis. 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 Yeah. Stupid name. What if they named it Cancer? What if they named it Thanos? <laughs> Thanos is going to get you. It's going to sound like the snap of a finger. That would be a trip. What would you do, Jeremy? What? If, for whatever reason, the government sent out and was like, in five days' time, there's going to be an asteroid that's going to obliterate all life. Oh, oh, so not like the, uh, not the... Um, no plan is going up there. Bruce Willis ain't going up there. Yeah, no, it's it's more the plot of Deep Impact, no, the, no. the competing well, movie well, from that year. I think Deep Impact, nobody... I think it was just a tidal wave. I don't think everybody died. Well, here, I think at well, this ex- point... Well, I come mean, to think of it, I don't they think They thought everyone was going to die. I don't think there's ever been a movie where everybody dies from an impact. Well, there's a, I'm sure there's a shitty Nicolas Cage movie where everyone dies from the impact. <laughs> First of all, Nicky Cage. Nicholas. We love you. We love you, Nick Cage. You're Nikki the best. Cage you continue to work. That man can scream hardest, for years. Hardest crazy work man in Hollywood. So I think at this point we're seeing the generational gap because you said deep impact and my brain said seeking a friend for the end of the world <laughs> with Steve Carell. Oh, yeah, that's you know, right. That's right. That was an amazing movie. That was a good yeah, movie. If there was ever a time for a black sergeant in the army to you know create an underground bunker and... <laughs> Hunker down with the white woman. Well, now is the time. That was a smaller movie. It's a good movie, though. It's a good movie. I like it. But kind of your deep impact. So the question was, what would I do if it was five days to the end? Like, like the uh, the smart answer or the the gut answer? Your your the cool uh, kids club answer. The cool kids club. The cool kids club answer would be it's time to throw some hell hell of a party. Uh, I like to cook. Uh, we've been talking about doing Jaws at the deep end of the pool. I think that's going to happen end of August here. But if it hadn't happened yet, be like, well, guess what? Tomorrow, Jaws, 47 meters down. The world's going to be over in five <laughs> days. Why not come and have a pool party and watch shark movies in the dark? Dude. Like, at least take that one to the afterlife. You're dealing with professionals of, here, ladies and gentlemen. Speaking of shark movies, did you see that the makers of Sharknado actually made a zombie tsunami? 
<laughs> wow. Amazing. Clearly Amazing. American cinema. Because, you know, <laughs> they, they have a stick and they have a horse and they're beating that horse. Beat the horse. Just viciously. <laughs> beat the horse. Viciously to well, death. How many movies did Sharknado even have? Like five? I was going to say it's like five or six. Five or six Sharknado on the moon because, know, you know. That's that's worth it. Sad, sad there's there's a lot of you out there that really do like Sharknado, and uh, yeah. that's fine. That's fine, but uh, not my <laughs> cup of tea. Not my cup well, of tea. Well, we're not from fucking Wisconsin, so. Right. All of the Wisconsin. Oh, no, I know people here in uh, our town that are huge. Okay, so I like, was Like, not right. even the first one or two, there but. There were uh, six of them. Sharknado six, 5. Six You're Sharknado telling me. Sharknado 6. Like, six huge, times. Huge did, fans. Did, did productive assistants and production managers sat down and said, I approve. I approve oh, this. Six Even times. more so. Like, like, it's kind of like, how do you keep the sharks in the air? Or like, anyways, but one of the movies, it said <laughs> that the shark stayed up in the sky in a constant storm. And anytime there was a tornado that would come down, that's how the sharks would come down. Yeah. And I think I might be wrong, but there was like a main shark or something controlling them up there. Like a megalodon? Yeah, something oh. something stupid because like, I remember like, like an all powerful shark. Well, I may be wrong on that because I've, I've seen Jesus this shark. one, dude. And when I was is watching this Scientology, right? <laughs> <laughs> is this how Scientology works? I believe well, it is. I'm yeah, not. Dude. I'm not making declarations. I'm asking questions here. So whenever I watched it, dude, I, dude, I was laughing my ass off so hard because it destroyed the White House. I think it plowed through the White House. And sharks were, like, inside of the White House. And then the president and somebody else, they were, like, shooting them with shotguns. And then I'm like, just stay in a room. They're sharks. There's not, they're not in water. Just eventually, wait it out. Eventually, just wait it out. <laughs> that would make sense. Like that would make literally sense. literally just wait for them to die. But people are literally getting killed by these things. I'm like, just stay inside and Don't wait go out, out there with a chainsaw, really? Like, yeah. Just, just I think one of them actually did have a chainsaw. Uh, I, I, I think <laughs> yes. all of the movies involved someone yes, with a chainsaw. that's how he cuts it out. I believe uh, Ian Zerling, doesn't he have two chainsaws? I didn't Was know his it, name, but... I, I, you know, hey. Your inner Sharknado I've seen too much. Showing. I've seen too much. So my question I is... I could is, be wrong, though. Is uh, there's, there's, feel free to correct us, so uh, Cool Kids Club listeners. There's definitely a human out there who believes that Sharknado is the best movie they've ever watched. Hashtag... Well, what were we, nickname were we going to give them? Dirty Mike and the Boys. Dirty, Dirty Mike, yeah. Dirty Mike and the Boys may be quite entertained by the presence of Sharknado every day at cinema. They said, Sundance Films, A24, get out of here. We don't like you. I want Sharknado. I don't one. like text coming up on my screen in another want, language, you sons of bitches. I want one through six. I don't care about cinematography, aesthetics, the beautifulness of the film. I want Sharknado. I want Terry drinking and a shark. I want Ian... Zerling. Oh. Ian Zerling flying with a chainsaw through a shark. That, that's what I want. There were other famous people in that I, I just, I don't know. I'm sure there was. There might, but I was, think... Was I, Hasselhoff? I think Hasselhoff came in I one think of that them. was SpongeBob. Steven Seagal, uh, I think, was in it. Was it Steven Seagal? I, oh, maybe it that's Steve. it. Maybe that's it. Like, I think it was. It was an older there, guy. there was the Kung Fury movie. I think that's the one that uh, got Hasselhoff in it. Well, I think the one that everybody's really sleeping on right now is, uh, what is it? There was another 80s uh, action star. It's something Johnson. No, that's that's the Jean Claude Van Johnson. When Jean Claude Van Damme, I uh, was able to introduce Ricky to Jean Claude Van Johnson. You have yep. not seen it yet. Jean Claude Van Damme. It's, Jean -Claude Van it's a show called Jean Claude Van Johnson. Oh no, Amazon Prime. Uh, they did they did a first season. I hope they do a second season. If you haven't checked it out, folks, we're gonna link uh, link to the trailer on the uh, podcast. Jeff here. Bezos, if you're listening. Second season. Second season. It's Just it's you a it's amazing, dude. They reference so. The, the quick breakdown is 
uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme, the entire time he was a famous star in the 90s, he was actually a secret agent for an unknown government agency, and he was a spy. So everywhere he would go shooting on location, he was actually fulfilling secret missions. So now it's present day. He's old. He's used up because he left the agency, and now he wants back in. What the fuck? So he's, like, coming back in to make more movies and work as a secret agent, and it's it's... It's amazing. It is one. Of, it's kind of like Cobra Kai on YouTube Red. It's oh. it's amazing to take old stuff and make it new, which is the the budget is so affordable. It seems like such a genius, high concept, amazing comedy action type thing. If you haven't seen it, Jean Claude Van Johnson on Amazon Prime. I, I, I two thumbs up from this guy. Yeah, definitely. I would be right there with. Him. I, I got uh, our man, uh, Mr. Salt, Mr. Salt, who is no longer with us on the ambulance. Uh, we were stuck at a post for uh, uh, pretty much the entire 24 hours, and I popped that on, and I, I think I kind of burned him out on it, but he, he liked the concept. He was all about it. It did really well. Well, dude, I haven't really kept up on those shows. Like, I just watched Rick and Morty. Like Which TV, season? The first season, like the oh first three God. episodes. Yeah. Never watched them, never nothing. The first one was kind of like, eh. It, then, yeah, first one is kind of eh. Yeah, and then I watched the second one. I think the second or third one might be the one where, like, it's a simulation. Oh, yeah, on, in a simulation. Yeah, in and then it turns out. With the yeah. aliens. Yeah, so that one was pretty funny, <laughs> I got to admit. Um, I was very against Rick and Morty just because everybody was with Rick and Morty. So what you're saying is you're a rebel. Well, I think the hipster is the correct term. Where you, uh, where you no, hate no. everything. Rick and Morty is oh, oh, not hipster. Uh, that's... It's, well, it's kind of anti, but it, it, it did get popular for a minute. Like, first time I saw it was uh, two in the morning uh, coming back to an ambulance post, and it was just on cable, and it was on the TV. And I was like, what the F is this bizarre shit? <laughs> what the F? And it's like, it's the uh, one where they do the purge. And so you haven't seen this one, Lenny. They, they basically recreate the purge. I haven't seen that one. So without getting, because on the topic of Rick and Morty, um, I just want to put this out there just to get it off my chest. Uh, my brother has a Rick and Morty tattoo. What the fuck? We do need a picture of that for the cool. for the Cool Kids uh, Club blog. dot blog. Um, I'll have to talk to him and see if I can see get, if permission. You can get, get permission. But he has uh, Rick and Morty standing next to a Cadillac. Uh, <laughs> standing <laughs> next to a what? A Cadillac. Um, and it's a uh, it's a um, it's a sunset, and it's like purple, green, and some other color, but. Either way, dude, he has Rick and Morty in a sunset with a drop-top Cadillac. And I was just, I was enamored and, and in all regards, speechless the first time I seen it. He was very proud to show it to me. Um, but, yeah, it, it's very strange. Dude, it's like the episode. I, I watched. I, lo- I watched the one where it has the stupid uh, box of the Mr. Mishi. Mr. Meese, Meese, Hey, look at me! I'm Mr. Meese. And then you tell him what to do, and then he fucking does it. <laughs> Dude, that one was pretty good. Jeremy, I know you had quite a bit of background before you even got to EMS, but right. what actually got you into starting yeah, out? What as made you want to run under flashing reds? Well, I was a scallywag. Scallywag yeah. for years. Uh, I, I have worked many, many jobs since I was a teenager, mm-hmm. and. Uh, Actually, since I guess I was 12 years old, worked many different jobs, uh, been in several industries, uh, worked in Los Angeles for 12 years, uh, came up here because uh, I hate traffic and I hate spending tons and tons of money on rent and living in a shoebox. Right. So came up here uh, trying to escape, thought it was nice, 
You know, it was weird. I, I wanted to be, uh, I wanted to do the EMT program when I was 18. And I always felt like that was something uh, I missed out on. And always regretted. And I've tried to grow as a human being and wanted to uh, experience as much of life as I can. And I, and I was like at a point where I was like, well, I'm almost broke. And my uh, editing contracts I was doing in L.A. were almost up. And I was like, well, there's no new jobs. And I've got uh, $700 in the bank. Uh, community college. And I put that in. I'm like, well, if I'm uh, if I get through this and I have a job, great. Then I'm making some regular money to get back into uh, Hollywood. And if I'm not, I'm broke, and I was going to be broke anyway. So might as well give it a try and see if I enjoy it. And for me, it was more so uh, having the knowledge and the skills to uh, help people if if I needed to, especially like say my family, friends, yeah. loved ones. And that's what I think most of us in this industry. That's if if I was like, well, I wasn't even doing EMS anymore. Uh, I've met people in since I've started with EMS that. The only helpful people you usually find at a scene somewhere. It's like, oh, I was a, I was a paramedic for twelve years. I'm like, oh, you didn't go uh, full retard, good man. <laughs> right? You actually yeah, know yeah. what's up. So uh, same kind of thing is I just wanted the skills. Uh, I read a book. It's called Emergency. Really good book, and uh, it it basically goes into like preparing for just life. But uh, one of the things that the uh, author came up with, uh, he went and took an EMT course and became part of CERT and. Uh, actually responded to some interesting emergencies just even on a uh, volunteer basis uh, and and just just good life skills. And so I was like, it's a good life skill. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to handle blood. I'm not going to, I don't know if I'm going to be able to handle people dying, but I don't know, let's, let's give it a try and just see if we like it. Uh, so yeah, uh, it was a book by Neil Strauss, actually. Uh, very, very interesting book. We'll link to that. Uh, good book with just a lot of stuff for just practical living preparation it's not a prepper book so much as it is just like uh so why the title emergency the uh, the the is it like emergency to get your life in track or the idea that that if you are not prepared for the possibility for things to go wrong in any facet of your life you're going to be a victim of them and so if you're able to say gain skills it even talked in that book about uh, generally the public when something bad happens everyone runs away from the danger uh, once you actually gain skills, you start to walk towards it. We don't right. run. Uh, EMS doesn't run towards danger, but we do walk towards we it. We do walk. Uh, and, and the idea that you can... Um, Other than the fact that some of you dodge calls. won't say who. <laughs> but, but you know, we're looking priority at Priority one. No, sorry. I'm, uh, yeah. I'm on the uh, westbound side of the highway driving away. Yeah. Sorry. Converter is the closest unit. Sorry. You know who you are. It's going to take me too long to turn around. Go ahead and give yeah. it to that other We're going to fuel, cure, cure, fuel. So, yeah, a uh, really good book that I enjoyed, and I think that was actually something I read before I took the EMT course, and it, that was another thing that kind of wedged in my brain deep down that made me want to uh, see if I enjoyed this. And once I got into the life, I was like, this is, I don't know if I can do this forever. And then once I was in EMT, I was like, ah, oh, paramedic, they're the ones that actually get to do all the stuff I wanted to do. So then I was like, all right, time to go to paramedic school. But I, I don't know if I'll do it forever, but... If nothing else, it's good life skills to have so that until the time you're dead, if something happens and you're there, you're not going to be just helpless. So how long were you in EMT before you actually decided <laughs> uh, to continue? Yeah, I, I uh, definitely was wise and uh, aged. I was uh, six months, six months in uh, as a working EMT. Or actually, no, I was uh, a year and a half as a working EMT, but I worked for a casino for my first year and... Uh, I remember seeing that. You is that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like being a pretend EMT because you get more action in one week on an ambulance than you get in like four months. So let's say I basically one year uh, equaled 
three weeks on an ambulance right. for yeah. the number of calls and the amazing stuff I actually got to do. There were a couple of cool calls at the casino, but most of the time it was, oh, someone's blood sugar is low. Oh, someone can't breathe because they've been smoking and sitting in a smoke-filled casino for uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, 20, 28, 29 hours. They don't feel good now. That, that's the majority of the calls. Right. But um, after that, I was uh, uh, an EMT for a large, uh, very large uh, ambulance corporation uh, here in California. And I was there for only six months when uh, the uh, recruiter for the uh, closest uh, paramedic, paramedic program yeah. came by. <clears throat> and I was like, oh, I'm broke. I'm even more broke than I was before I started. So uh, you started, uh, when, what was the base pay? Minimum wage, I should say. When, when I started? started, well, actually, the casino well, paid better than anyone else for the EMTs. They I paid, remember, because I remember being up there when you were still up there. The so. casino paid like 16 bucks an hour. Yeah, something like that. But and it I took a pay cut. Right? It was full time. Was it? But it was five days a week, eight hours a day. So, and it takes an hour to get up there, an hour to get back. So ten hours. And you can never go to school. You're never going to be able to work yeah. and do anything else. So there's some dudes up there that got trapped by the benefits, trapped by the money. It's not enough money to, to like live well on. It's just enough money to live on. Oh yeah, yeah. They def. Well, well, we won't get into that. But we won't get into. Yeah. But but so <clears throat> so. It, I, I had to make a change. I wanted to work for this big ambulance company. I was like, oh, they're the biggest in the world. Why not work for them? Like, they're amazing. Yeah. And so I, I, I had to wait. When I first got out, I tried to work for the other company that we worked for. Yeah. And then uh, I tried to get with them, but they just hired. And then I tried to get with this big company, and they weren't hiring. They only did it every so often. But after, like, a year, I was able to get in and uh, pass tests. And they even had, like, a, a good physical agility test, everything else. And I got in. I'm man. Like, there's nothing like making people reach for something to make them value it. I valued the hell yeah. out of that job, and I learned so much. In so I was six months in. The recruiter came, and I'm like, I'm broke, and I don't even know if I have a car that'll get me there. And it barely did. And it was literally the the hardest two years of my life up to date that I spent in that uh, paramedic school while also pulling 96 hours a week average as an EMT. Yeah. But worth it at the end? In the end, I, I found out kind of like Victor Frankl, Man Search for Meaning. <laughs> human beings can survive much, much more than they ever appreciated, right. uh, than they'd ever know. And so just knowing what you can actually put yourself through and come out sane on the other side, uh, totally worth that. Nice. Uh, what about you? What about you? So, dude, I had no interest. I didn't even know what EMTs did. Dude. That's right, because you worked at the casino, too. Yeah, I worked at the casino, too, dude. Typical Mexican job. You know, I was a cook, cook for like a local restaurant, you know, stuff like that, whatever. Ended up going to the, a local casino, ended up working there in their uh, buffet area. And I started out as a prep cook, like I said. But then as I was attending community college, it's just it really didn't have a plan. Just going over there to get my AA in general studies. Yeah. One of my buddies who didn't end up becoming an EMT told me about the class and was like, hey, man to fill up all of your credits, because I think at the time, the class was 7.5 credits. Oh, yeah, dude. It's, so, yeah. it's solid schedule. And it was two nights a week, three hours, and I was like, oh, yeah, dude, doable. Sign me up. I went. Did you have Big Dog? Was Big Dog yeah, your it was uh, big instructor? Dog. Nice. It was the Big Dog. Nice. Big Dog was your instructor. Good. It was the Big Dog, Good and instructor. this was back in 2014, maybe, Wow. I think. So, anyways, dude, I passed the class. Uh, like I said, dude, did my ride-alongs. And when I did my ride-alongs, dude, I was like, damn, these motherfuckers don't do shit. 
that was literally my first thought of EMS. Like, these motherfuckers don't do shit. Because we stayed at a post. We watched three movies back to back. And I'm talking no, do no nothing. So we used to have a post or this company used to have a post to where it was by a jogging trail. Yeah. So the guys that I was with, man, like their atmosphere, their attitudes, their whole everything towards uh like I don't know, dude, just the joking around of it. Plus watching watching movies, sitting down, getting getting to sleep. I was like, fuck yeah, dude, sign me up. Cause I remember asking one of the paramedics, like, hey man, are you still getting paid for this? He's like, Oh yeah, as soon as you clock in, you're getting paid. So I was like, where do I sign up, bro? It's magical. Yeah. That, that, so back in the day you actually did get paid to sleep the way things used to work. Right? Before these new plans and whatever. Dangerously overstaffed. Before we were dangerously overstaffed. Yeah, dangerously overstaffed. So anyways, dude, passed my registry, whatever. I ended up uh, leaving uh, the casino. When I actually started, I had a really good, uh, I had a really good FTO. Really good partner in my first aid, too. As I say, my slender, tall, dark man of a paramedic that I had my very first day by a name that we shall not be named still because we haven't gotten a... Uh, we refer to him as Seagons. Seagons, you're the man. Yeah. So I was with him. And dude, keep in mind, I did ride alongs. We wouldn't do shit in ride alongs, right? So we fucking first that, that gunfire or fireworks? No fireworks. So that's how you it's, late. It's, it's like August. That's how you know we live on the nice side of town. Yeah, right. <laughs> when you hear the boom, it's it's that it's fireworks like usually. Fireworks. Expensive illegal fireworks. So dude, my very first forty eight. Because I didn't know what to expect. I was like, oh, dude, I'm just going to go chill, run a transfer every now and then. I was very naive into what like I was actually getting into. I was very gun-ho, like, oh, yeah, dude, tones go off. You have to run out the door. It's an emergency. You have to run out. Not saying I don't do that now, but I do do that now. But anyways, dude, we get a call. You know, it's traumatic arrest. I won't say where. I won't give Dang. any details. But one of the paramedics was decompressing the chest. Ooh. And I roll up right next to him as we get. We're a second unit. Explain, in. just briefly explain. And this is you as a new EMT. This is my ride along. This right is along? my very first day as an EMT. My very first night. First day as an EMT. And explain. So a traumatic arrest means that the patient has not uh, had a cardiac arrest due to a heart attack. They've been involved in an accident that has actually stopped their heart. Yeah. So. So explain the, the decompression. So, dude. As we're rolling up, I see the cars, you know, whatever. Won't say, won't say, uh, you know. Anyways, but we roll up. And I just remember, dude, pulling the gurney right next to the paramedic as they're doing CPR and they're decompressing. And I'm like, what the fuck did I get myself into? Like, no fucking clue in what EMS was, dude, what they did. Legit. So, so, so explain the decompression, though. So the decompression, dude, they, you know, they fucking start cutting this, this, uh, this shirt off. And I see the 10-gauge needle for the first time. And I'm like, what the fuck? And if you're not familiar with gauging (laughs) in needles, if you're outside of the medical and EMS, uh, gauges, kind of like a shotgun, uh, lower gauge, larger needle, higher gauge, smaller needle. So uh, like a 20-gauge shotgun, not a big shotgun. 10-gauge shotgun is like an elephant gun. 10-gauge needle is like an elephant needle. So I see this big-ass fucking needle, dude, just going into this... This chest. They go I'll, like a primary on the uh, no, upper, no, or like they went fifth and sixth mid auxiliary, and on dude, the side of the rib cage. On the side of the rib cage, dude, puts it in, and I'm standing behind them, 
And this is, you know, the paramedic turns back to me. He's like, can you put that in the sharps container? So I kneel down and I grab it and I hold it in my hand. I'm like, holy fuck, dude, that's a big ass fucking needle. You just stuck on the side. I had no, ex- dude, I didn't know what decompression was. I didn't know why they did it. All I knew is that at the time I got hired to fucking drive an ambulance. <laughs> Do some CPR. Yeah. So I fucking left that scene, dude. And my FTO and Seagons will actually be a, a witness to it. Dude, I was fucking shaking. Because I turned around and I was like, fuck, man. Like, what the fuck did I get into? So anyways, we're, t- we're, we're taking off. And I'm like, hey, man, so, like, is that it? Or, like, what's going on? So, oh, no, they're gone. Yeah, they're gone. And then I was just like, fuck. So I'm driving back, dude. And as we're driving back into town, we get a call. And then my fucking hands are still a little bit stiff, like, shaking. And I'm like, fuck, man. Like, you can literally run this call, and then you're still available for calls. So yeah. then at that point, I was like, you know what? The adrenaline I got... The whole not knowing what it was, what was going on, interests me even more to have more knowledge and skills as to what was going on. So then that when I was hooked, I was like, dude, this is fucking cool. Apart from everything that was going on in the back of my mind, I was like, this is fucking cool. That's awesome. So like uh, Ricky said in the beginning, but he's just about done with, uh, well, we're both done with uh, clinicals starting our internship here. But Dude, very excited. Very excited. That's awesome. Then, like you said, you have a skill set that not a lot of people have. Yeah. So, even if you can't practice the ALS, you at least know you can kind of size things up from from the get go yeah. and know where someone's uh, someone needs help. But for the record, I joined EMS because in my ride-alongs, we sat at post for eight fucking hours <laughs> watching movies, and I can tell you the movies we watched. We watched The Hulk. The Hulk is like three hours and something minutes. <laughs> we watched the A Team. The A-Team is pretty fucking long itself. And then after that movie, dude, we watched, I think it was like a 007 Casino Royale. Ooh, nice. So, and this was- And they got paid to do it. They got paid to watch those movies. Dude, one of them went to sleep and I was like, how the fuck are you sleeping right now? Like, is the soup going to walk in? Are you going to get in trouble? (laughs) Like, no. Right. Never close your eyes at the casino. That's, that's grounds for termination. Yeah, right. So that was, that was always fun. So- for the record, I joined because these motherfuckers back then did not do anything contrary to what they would tell you that they used to run calls and be up all night. Lies. I call them out on it square up. But that's my why I started EMS. That's awesome. To switch over to Mr. Ricky, and Ricky will actually explain them why. Tell us about your early EMS aspirations. So the main way of which I was inducted into the scallywag portfolio Cowboys. Cowboys. Yeah. Like into the cowboys, into the cowpokes, because that's how we run out here. This is cowboy country. You get posted, you got to wake up your horse first. Either way, uh, I was actually a car salesman. That's right. Uh, yeah, I worked as a car salesman for a year and a half, worked my way up um, to managing uh, person, people, you know, uh, pretty much personal relationship management. Um, and to be completely honest with you, I hated myself. I did not like what I did and completely felt like I was robbing and cutting throats every day to make sure that my family met ends. How did you look, though? Um, I looked nice. I had a nice suit. <laughs> you know what I mean? I had the haircut. I had had the twinkle in my eye that told fitted you that. Fitted shirt. Fitted yep. shirt. Fitted jacket. Everything I wore was tailored. You know, um, but, uh, you know, really felt bad about myself. And my growing up, growing, growing up, my dad was a firefighter for quite some time. So... 
I walked into a fire station one day and told myself, well, you know, uh, maybe I could be a firefighter on the side. And walked in, and the very first impression I got from the fire lieutenant, who, bless his heart, really good dude, um, kind of shined me on. And he told me, well, why do you want to be a fireman? And I looked at him, and I said, well, my dad was a firefighter 15 years, and I kind of would like to know what he was doing. And he was like, hold on, who's your dad? Where was he a firefighter? I said, he was a firefighter for... Beep County, um, and uh, you know it happened to be the same county that I was going for. And he said, "Hold on, what's your daddy's name?" I told him my daddy's name, and he said, "Well, I grew up with your dad. I know you, and I know you're good people, so we're gonna hire you." I said, "Cool," hopped on, and that was the beginning of a, a year, like a year and three months that I was gonna be working for that fire department, um, and continually just the academy kept getting pushed back, but I was rolling on the engine and. Uh, we got a call one night, and I was, it was it was almost as destined as fate. But uh, we were crossing a stop sign. I remember asking myself as I was looking out the window, I was like, do I really want to do this? Do I really want to sit on a freaking fire engine for the next 30 years, work my ass off when this hot-ass months, you know, and just for an AC cooler to come down and take my back out? Can't teach nothing. And uh, tones go out, and, you know, they go, engine, bleep, bleep, respond for a uh, four-year-old impacted by a uh, a van. So it was, uh, Pete, uh, it was auto versus ped. So we come around the corner, and I remember it was the most dramatic thing I ever seen because the engine lights dip down into this, uh, onto the road because horrible roads out where we live. And uh, as it came back up, there was a mother in the middle of the road. She was holding her four-year-old child just covered in blood. And, uh, you know, there was a van pretty much who was going through DUI and tagged this little autistic kid who decided to run. So um, anyone who knows me knows that autistic people hold a special, very special place in my heart. And how new were you on this? At this point, I was literally 18 years old. And you've been uh, doing this how long? How long had you been on the, on maybe the engine? Six, maybe six months. Maybe six months. And even then, it wasn't even an official on the engine. It was just kind of like, you're a good dude and we like you, so Oh, okay. Go so ahead and volunteer, jump on. volunteer. Totally volunteer. And I remember we got out there and all I knew was we had to get that kid's leg. We got to get his clothes cut off and we got to get the bleeding stopped and um, long story short, he had bilateral femur fractures. He had a giant lack underneath his neck. And I found out later, Jeremy was actually on that call. Yep. Uh, he was acting EMT. Um, and I remember one of the biggest things that stuck with me was the paramedic wasn't wearing gloves. <laughs> that was gross. But uh, they they later they found ticks in this kid's ears. And I, th- I think the uh, the gloves ripped off, actually. Probably. Like his, his gloves got ripped off in the roadway. Like as he was just trying to get the backboard, get him under the backboard, and all right? That. But he just, just he didn't care. He just kept going because this yeah. kid was like it was the kid was jacked it, up. It was bad. It, it like, was, but one I of remember, the scariest calls I ever did as an EMT. You know, and there I am, old uh, cheddar dick with my dick in my hand, not knowing a damn thing to do, uh, but cut his clothes off. And uh, I remember afterwards, after the kid took off in the transport, because fire doesn't do much after the transport. Stan put the pull socks on. Exactly. Yeah. Rick is very good at putting pull socks. It, it seemed, on. I was that was the stellar pull socks put her on her. You were excellent. Um, but uh, I remember standing up and I remember looking down and uh, our uniforms were blue, but there was definitely some red that day. And uh, I remember sitting there and feeling helpless because this kid was in my care for approximately you know eight to nine minutes. But I remember one of the things that stuck with me for the longest time Jeez. was trying to establish a GCS on this kid. Impossible. Mind you, at this point, the only reason I have any medical knowledge going is because my dad, you know, failed the EMT course like three times. <laughs> <laughs> That'll let you know what kind of lineage I come from. Um, but but just moaning, moaning, yeah, I, I moaning does not establish good and like, GCS. Little homeboy is right there, and he's just like GCS stands for Glasgow Coma Scale. It is a metric by which we. 
try to determine someone's uh, level of alertness. Uh, Very bad that, scale. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm breaking it down, breaking it down. Like I said, we, we, we go full on like EMS nerd way too yeah. often. So, but you know, that's part of the problem, you know, communicating what actually happened. But, uh, you know, I remember he was real active and would move and was combative with us, but then would eventually just go limp. Yeah. And I remember being like, this kid just fucking died in my arms. You know what I mean? Like, what can I do? What can I say? Um, but even then, looking back at it, um, that was the last night that I ever told myself that I would be useless without preparation. I was helpless the entire time, and I swore to myself that day that I would never be helpless again. You know, maybe two weeks later, I was in EMT school. Nice. And what, three and a half years later, we're in paramedic school, and, <laughs> you know, we're closing on the fruition of, you know, what is supposed to be the pinnacle of EMS outside of the hospital. Um, but after that, I finished EMT school, showed up a month late and still finished second in my class with like a 98, did really well, uh, you know. And uh, after that, walked on at 19 years old to a local ambulance company, and they took a gamble and hired a 19-year-old to drive their ambulances and help their paramedics. I can't believe you were only 19 at the time. For the yeah. record. That's awesome. I was 19 years old. For the wow. record, I trained Ricky. Was, I was going to say, who was his <laughs> yes. training officer? Lenny, Lenny was my FTO. Um, <laughs> and this cheddar dick, the first day, dude. Full on fucking looking at this guy like this fucking little fire dick coming over here trying to be all fucking EMS. <laughs> Comes up to me, he's like, how's it going, sir? And I'm like, oh, you're going to be one of those. I remember when he was brand new. I yeah, do remember yeah. that. He it was, was it very was pro fire. I was. Um, yeah. Because at that point, I had no idea. You still had a lot of the used car or the new car salesman. Exactly. You still had a lot of the sales, the salesmanship. It, it was still it in was, your blood. Uh, impression management. Yes, there was a lot of that. I, you were a slickster. You were uh, still a slickster. I remember texting a mutual friend before I actually met Lennon and being like, hey, so I got this guy as my FTO and is he cool? And she was like, yeah, he's totally cool. I'm still quite a useless individual, but at least now I have no excuse because I was taught. You know what I mean? Um, but, uh, Dude. That was, was definitely, did you have a moment like that, Lenny? Like before you got into EMS where you saw like an accident or saw someone injured and you were like, I'm just useless <laughs> right now or I'm, I, I don't know enough and, and did it kind of stick with you? Well, yeah. a, lot of, a lot of people know me just from EMS, but we all have lives before EMS. Right. And I grew up in a rural town, right. very, uh, very either you were a gang member or you played soccer. Right. And that's what I did. I played soccer. Or you were a gang member who played soccer. Yeah. You know, very, <laughs> very affiliated. I mean, it was a very one-sided uh, town. Anyways, yeah. <clears throat> dude, the very first time I saw a dead body, it was when I was walking. I was probably like nine or so. Walking to the elementary school uh, Halloween carnival. Shit. And, you know, dude, we're just kids. I remember, dude. The year before, I was Winnie the Pooh. I mean, I was <laughs> oh my gosh. just just kids, bro. We were we were uh, innocent. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> what were you that year? That year, I think I was a vampire. Okay. I okay. think I was a vampire. And then, dude, I remember, you know, it's a rural, small, small rural town, dude. Uh, we we're fucking asking for candy and trash bags, really, in a Walmart <laughs> bag. You know, going up to the thing, saying trick or treat. Anyways, dude, we were walking to this uh, elementary school carnival. Like a kind of like a safe night out type thing that the yeah. school was hosting. Yeah. And anyways, dude, we hear the shots and, you know, don't think nothing of it. We're walking down the street. You know, that's we're just, just where you live. Like yeah. you guys, had, like I said, we just heard fireworks and we're like, yeah, it's fireworks. You were living there. You're like, ah, oh, just, just drive by. Yeah. I mean, that's the, the norm of the town. And now to this day, I mean, the town has kind of calmed down a little bit. But when I was growing up there, dude, 
uh, like I said, we were walking down the street, and when we were walking down the street, dude, we heard gunshots. And, you know, we come around the corner, and we see a big crowd, like a really big crowd. So I'm like, oh, fuck it, dude, let's go check it out. So we run over there, and I just remember seeing a guy kind of, like, with his leg bent, like, fell straight back with a bullet hole in his forehead. Dang. Uh, like, gasping for air, agonal respirations. And everybody's just standing there, you know? That was, like, my first one that we actually really seen. And me and my friend, dude, at the time, we're just like, what the fuck? Like, we're going to get in trouble being here. So we saw that and immediately started taking off running. You know? Saw it, took off running. And then I remember, dude, that it's a small town. Word got around quickly. My mom actually was looking for me throughout oh, the damn. town. Um, you know, she just heard this commotion just like anybody else in that town. I Dude, I remember that. That day, because of that, the streets were clear of trick-or-treaters because of that. So, anyways, dude, we're, like, kind of doing our thing. Um, we're, like, on the very ass end of town, still trick-or-treating, and it's it's already, like, 8 o'clock. But that was my very first time I seen it, dude. And then throughout my childhood, living in that, in that you know, just town, I did see some dead bodies, dude. Did see some very unfortunate people or unfortunate events to where young people lost their lives and, like, actually witnessing them. Um, not the actual event. Local local police departments Bunch um, of damn didn't liars. actually witness them. Don't subpoena me. But, <laughs> dude, Same. I think throughout my span living in that rural town, it was, it was every other month or so, dude. The gang rivalry was... And it, and it was people coming from another town. It wasn't people that lived there. But, dude... At a very young age, like just being ex- being exposed to that, I think it was like, um, you know, I think I'm gearing to to doing something in the medical field. And for people that don't know me too, or don't even ask, I come from <laughs> a line of uh, uh, people who are in the medical field. You know, I have aunts, uncles who are doctors. I have my cousin who just uh, graduated uh, medical school. She's a general surgeon now. Wow. So at the age of like 24, like wow. she was, yeah. That's impressive. So I think she's doing her, she's a surgeon now. And Do you know what kind of surgery? Is it just general surgery? Just general surgery. surgery. Like she take out your appendix. That's just crazy. Stuff like that. at but at the age of 24, dude. Wow. And, you know, I follow her on Instagram. I love her and whatnot, but cannot believe you're a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my, my uncle... My uncle's an orthopedic surgeon. Um, he's old already. He's like 65, 66 now probably. You know, he's retired. He was the chief of surgery at his hospital. Um, you know, he was an orthopedic surgeon. And then for a while, he was the actual head trauma surgeon of an ER. Oh, wow. Um, won't say which one. And then uh, my dad, uh, my dad is just kind of like what you would see people who work in a lab. Okay. Not scientists, nothing like but still, that. It's but still, just, just doing like blood work, yeah. stuff like that, you know, just doing that. And then my aunt that follows him, she's a, just a family doctor, just family practice, and does a little just, bit of. Just a doctor. Yeah. Just, just got an MD. Yeah. Just, no big uh, deal. No big Just whoop. doing a. OB. Just did eight years. Yeah, right. Just, just did, did eight years medical school. Her husband, who is my godfather, or one of my godfathers, I guess. I don't know. Mexican, we have a lot. But uh, he's an OBGYN. Uh, the one that follows them is a dentist. The one that follows uh, him, I was just a you know barber. Followed the 
my uh, grandpa's uh, footsteps into having the barbershop. Say took someone's over got the to rebel. Shop. Someone's yeah. got to rebel in the family. Yeah, and then the uh, the one that follows that one is another dentist, and then so, and then I'm here in paramedic school. You know what I mean? So it's kind of hey. like. <laughs> Buckle down, buckle down, kids. If you're listening, buckle down in school. Well, I, I, we're going to be starting a, a scholarship fund for Ricky eventually. Ricky is going to outshine us all as the uh, first uh, 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 MD uh, to I graduate mean. from the Cool Kids Club through medical school right. eventually. I have aspirations. Yes. Right. So, yeah, dude. I mean, but yeah, I'm, I'm with that. I'm with that. <laughs> So, anyways, going back to, like, me growing up in a rural town, dude, that's just how it was. I mean, people growing up here in this uh, Central Valley have similar stories, similar stuff that goes in those little towns. I mean, but I made it out, you know, yep. made it out. And then now when I respond to the little rural communities that I've actually used to uh, live there or been there, like, I have a lot of sympathy for these people because all these people, dude, all they want to do is just work, yeah. you know, put their kids through school and just leave everybody alone. So that's kind of that's kind of like another thing that I like about being uh, being an EMS because, dude, we respond to some of these calls and they're like, hey, aren't you so and so's kid? I'm like, yeah, that's nice. You know, so be real nice to them. Not that I'm not nice to anybody. I'm nice to all of all of them, except if you're a frequent flyer, you know, but <laughs> and you, and still treated humanely. Yeah, still, you're still being still treated, treated humanely, well, but dude. Definitely these people that live in these rural towns, I mean, they're just workers, bro. That's all they really are. Yeah. They're just really hard they workers. They just want to do their job and live their life. Yeah, know? just kind of yeah. leave them alone, man. Yeah. So, but with current politics, <laughs> you know, won't really get into that in the Cool Kids Club. Not, not this episode. Not this not episode, this episode. As part of the Cool Kids Club podcast, we would love for you guys to have an input on yeah. the most, I wouldn't say, uh, how's the, what's the good word? The most it? impactful calls you've been on? That too, but then we're, we're, trying, we're trying to shine some, uh, yeah. some of those calls that you just show up and be like, are you fucking kidding You me? just get that. Things that make you go, hmm. Okay, gotcha, you know, gotcha. The, the bad yeah. dream you got called out for at 3.30 in the morning. Yeah. Or explaining. That just happened to me Explaining about a month grandma's ago. meds. You know, oh, my goodness. You know, bad so dream and call 9 We're going to have to go over that in a future podcast. But so, like, we're going to have to have a bad dreams because I've had the bad dream calls. What calls you guys? No specifics, no nothing, no HIPAA uh, violations. Nothing but that's going to violate the standards. Something no, no, no. that you got called out for that you were like, are you fucking kidding yeah, me? Yeah, no identifiable factors. Good and bad. Good yeah, and bad. Good and bad. Like, like yeah. low and high actually might be more exactly, accurate. Exactly, yeah. Like, like low acuity and some high acuity where you're like, well, no, human beings can't respond to this. Right. And then even we'll put it up to a poll uh, <laughs> on our group page and if your call is the call that everybody thought was the what the fuck call of the week we can maybe even throw in i don't know half pound bean and cheese burrito something like <laughs> that Ooh, fuck that sounds amazing right now dude half pound bean and cheese so burrito? so remember yeah oh also if you have a regrettable tattoo yes we'll, we'll spice this in early much if you have off. a regrettable tattoo uh feel free to uh uh Tag it and uh, uh, put the photo up on the yeah. social medias. Tag it to the Cool Kids Club, and we—I uh, think we're going to be rating regrettable tattoos. Not one right. you've seen. I don't want some shit because don't worry me. I, I will do the Bing reverse image search. So don't right. just grab something. But if it's your regrettable tattoo or someone you know and you take the picture of the regrettable it. tattoo, yeah. we want to know about it. We want to see that or and we want to share that. The one that I love is that like... We uh, will maintain anonymity <laughs> unless yes. otherwise asked. What yeah. is it? Uh, they have SRA Awareness Month. The shitty rig awareness. 
<laughs> Who is it? There's an EMS page because there's there's a couple of different EMS pages oh, which I'd awesome. love to get in contact with. Um, but these guys they have SRA month, which is CD rig awareness. If you have a rig that shoots fucking dust out of the vents, if you have a rig that goes, <laughs> we want to know about it. Yes, we, we do. We want to know about things catching we're not, on fire. We're not going to. Uh, we're not going to like report it, but yeah. we want to commiserate yeah. with so you. This entire thing is we want to be able to give you a platform to speak from our shoulders about how much it sucks, but you love it. All right. Embracing the suck. Doing the Lord's the work. Suck. You're all doing the Lord's work. Yes. Yeah. Bringing whatever it is that we bring. To and the then house. again, we are EMSers, but we do walk on fire PDE. Even yeah. anybody else who just wants to listen Absolutely. on a good Absolutely. time. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, yeah. Fire PDE, you're all welcome to chime in. Yep. Uh, yeah. You are our brothers. You and can sisters chime in. I consider in you a cousin. The suck. We all we all do wind up in the suck together. Right. PD before fire. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> the scene is not good for until PD is on scene with a gun. <laughs> exactly. You yeah. got a barrel, then I'll come. If not, see you later. Yep. Yep. I think we're all on board with that. Yep. So following that. Um, is there? So I, a lot. I think we're kind of wrapping up for our first yeah. podcast. This was actually really good. Yeah. We got into a lot of stuff. We uh, uh, some heartfelt moments. We uh, kind yeah. of exposed our souls a little bit. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, I've definitely exposed myself. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. Put put pants back on. Pants <laughs> back on. Her. Make me. Yeah. But anywho, other than that, I guess this would kind of be the sign off. Yes, well, uh, we a uh, little bonus. We are going to go do a uh, 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 wish, uh, make a make a wish foundation yep. for EMS. Yep. We are going to go surprise uh, the some ER the units uh, with some uh, twisties and uh, burritos yep. uh, from Taco Bell. Not a sponsor yet. I've Not a sponsor like yet. Seven dollars. But uh, we're we're gonna get like uh, put some change together to uh, go make some uh, m- mediocre uh, wishes come true. Yep. So stand by for pictures and a video of the encounter on the Cool Kids Club website. So once again, everything we've talked about, if there's a link, uh, yep. Cleveland Steamer Urban Dictionary. Uh, anything <laughs> else? Uh, we will be listing that uh, coolkidsclub.blog. Check that out. Is uh, it dot blog or blogger? Dot blog. B L O G. We couldn't get dot com. Whoever you are out there, I'm coming for you. Right. I want coolkidsclub.com and I don't want to pay. But in the meantime, coolkidsclub.blog. Yep. Yeah. Other than that, this is Ricky. This is Lennon. This is Jeremy signing off. You guys stay have safe a good out night. There. Please stay safe. <laughs>